Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matters. This is Denise Harlow, and today I am uh, actually in the home of my oldest daughter, Rachel Harris, in Nashville. Hello. And today we just want to talk to you um, about something in particular, but I know many of you are pastor's wives or you work on a church staff or maybe you just lead a ministry as a volunteer at your church, and many of you still have small children or children at home. Some of you stay home full-time, but no matter what you do, whether it's full-time, part-time, um, with other organizations or church or whatever, you all just have amazing gifts and skills and talents that you should be actually using toward your family. Even even if you're using them for the organized church that you attend or work for, no matter what, you need to really prioritize using your gifts for your family. And I'm a big believer in that. I mean, you may have creativity gifts or administrative gifts. You may have your degree in technology. I don't know what it is, but you can be using it for your family. Your gifts don't hibernate just because you become a mom. Um, they your should gifts not. <laughs> also, don't hibernate. Apparently, when you become a grandmother, I think I have the. I think my mom is the hippest grandma around because when she became a grandma, she decided that in this new phase of life. She didn't want to stop teaching and encouraging, and she's still doing that even now, learning new te- technology and doing this wonderful podcast. Well, it's I just needed encouragement, and I just see all these women out there that need it. And it's hard. I would have wanted it, so I, mm-hmm. I, that's why I do it. But um, I just really want you all to think about your gifts today and honing and using those gifts towards raising your families. And today we're going to talk specifically about raising them spiritually. Um, And we're going to be a little more specific towards teaching small children about God because Rachel has two little boys that are adorable, so adorable. And so... She'll speak into that a lot, but we'll also integrate, you know, maybe of elementary or even a little older. We'll try mm-hmm. to kind of incorporate that. But anyway, I want you to know Rachel has her degree in music. Um, well, it's called commercial music, but that has a <laughs> deeper definition. Well, it, uh, it, songwriting, basically. Commercial music means non-classical. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's not a terribly useful degree in the marketplace necessarily, but I had very wonderful, encouraging parents who saw my giftings in the areas of writing and music and knew I was passionate, and they encouraged me toward that end, even though it may not have been the most financially savvy decision. (laughs) Yeah, but God's not done with you. You don't know what's in store. Thank you. No, it was great. It was a great experience, and it led me here to Nashville, where I still live. So I came here in 2005, and here I still am. Yep. And she went, uh, took a semester, went on a missions trip in England and met her husband. I did. And we have been married for seven years. And as mom mentioned, we have two little boys. Charlie is four and Georgie is 18 months old. They have very nice, classic British boy names. Yes. Very royal. Yes. Very, very <laughs> royal. But... Um, they will have the strangest accents you've ever heard because oh Daddy goodness. is British. He's got a British accent. 
Oh, uh, they're already funny. Chicago accent, and then um, we live well, here in the South. In the South, <laughs> that's right. So it'll be fun to fun to see how their voices and yeah, <laughs> oh, it's funny. So first of all, we're going to bring to you the scripture, and it is an Old Testament scripture, but I think it's one that we can apply today mm-hmm. as well, and that is from Deuteronomy six eighteen through twenty one. And I'm going to have Rachel read it to you because okay. uh, it's just a great one, moms, to take to heart and, mm-hmm. and think how you can use it. So go ahead, Rachel. Okay, this is from Deuteronomy 6, 18 to 21. It says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. Yeah, and that that verse just reminds us that God and our walk with Christ is a way of life. Yes. It is not just something that you do every once in a while or just on Sundays right. or Christmas it should season permeate every activity. Yes. It should be the way that the atmosphere feels in your home. It yes. should be a defining characteristic of your family. And so today we might mention some holiday ideas, but today specifically, I I just wanted us to focus on some ideas for every day mm-hmm. that you could do with your kids. And and maybe we might say something for a younger kid, but tweak it for your older kids. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's so we'll we'll try to help brainstorm that along the way. And and I'm gonna mention some things that I did that I've seen Rachel carry on, but she's added some amazing new things as well. And this is a different era. So we True. hope to give you some more updated things to consider. You can do so many Google searches on some of the things yeah. we're going to mention. Um, so anyway, I thought it might be fun first just to talk in general about music. Okay. Uh, yes. What it can do for your home. Yes. Our whole family has always loved music because my mom was from a musical background too, um, as was my dad. So we always had a lot of music playing in our home, and and we we do that in our home now too. Um, one of the things that is important to know about small children, and if you're in that phase, I'm sure you already know this, they are sponges for memorization. They memorize things so well. And if you set it to music, chances are that they will remember it forever. I mean, how many uh, theme songs from cartoons can you remember from when you were a kid? Yeah, that's a very good illustration. Right? They (laughs) stick in your head. And so um, there were these albums that, Mom used to play for us when we were kids called Hide Him in Your Heart. I don't know if any of you remember this. Steve Green is the artist, and it's Hide Um apostrophe E-M in your heart. You can still find those on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, those are sound a little they're a little dated. dated. Yeah. But the instrumentation is pretty good. They use live instruments. They aren't cheesy synthesizers, even though it is, you know, a little dated. But the melodies are very catchy, and my boys love the sounds of the kids' voices on them. So what he's done is uh, take scriptures and set them to music. And they're short and they're catchy. And you could even pick one and focus on it for a whole week. You could have one song and you play it at breakfast when your kids are eating breakfast. 
Um, and maybe that's one that can come up in conversation over and over again throughout that week. That can be the theme. Like, um, keep your tongue from evil is one of the songs. Mm-hmm. And there are fun things you can do. But there are some other good resources, too. Ellie Holcomb is a a really a, a current CCM artist that I really love. Spell, and she, spell her name for them. Oh, I, I think her last name is uh, H-O-L-C-O-L-M-E, Holcomb. Um, well, I'll, we'll try to look it up and <laughs> yeah. put it here below. This don't don't can... quote me on that. I'm so sorry. But she just released a new album called Sing Creation Songs, and it's beautiful. It's so good. So she's got an album of songs that are based on scriptural concepts, too, that are very catchy, very well-produced. One of my dearest friends in the world called her. Her name is Molly Lockwood. She's released two albums called Honey for the Heart, Honey for the Heart, Volume One and Two, that are scripture songs, kind of like Steve Green's. So good. She's very talented. And then um, Christy Knuckles is another artist who has a more recent album called Held, Be Held, Lullabies for the Beloved. And there are some songs in there. I know off the top of my head, there's a song about the armor of God Mm. in there. That's kind of, it's a lullaby. It's very gentle. And that is one I always want to put on when I want to take the tone of our home down a notch. When there's some anxiety Mm -hmm. and some crying and some whining, we need to take it down a notch, light the candles, put on the album, Be Held, Lullabies for the Beloved. That's kind of our go-to right now. Mm. That's good. Um, yesterday we played one that was so much fun, and they oh, do secular yeah. and um, uh, Christian songs. Yeah, and they even have a couple of Christmas, so you might want to look oh, into yeah. those. Go but fish, go that- fish is the name of the group there. An acapella Amazing. group. Amazing. Fun, fun, Oh, fun. their vocals are so good. So if you like music, especially if you have any background in vocal music, you'll enjoy listening to their vocal arrangements. They're fantastic. There's an album called Party Like a Preschooler that we dance to all the time. The song Jammies, that's our nighttime routine. Yeah. Get your jammies good. on. We yeah. dance to it. That's our nighttime party. That's good. That's good. So music can play a big part. And, you, you know, your kids melt down at home. They melt down in the car or whatever. Music is a great way to change change the mood, the tone, so um, and to teach scripture. I mean, it's so funny because I hadn't listened to those scripture songs for years, and Rachel was playing them one Didn't day. Did they come back? And they came back like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. So it's so great. All right, I want to talk about another avenue um, of uh, teaching your kids spiritually, and this is one that I've talked about. It's really hard to lead your family or your kids, if you don't have your own heart right, um, you can listen back on some of the other podcasts. But conversations with your kids, those can be more life-altering than you have any idea. Yes. Because you are putting foundational principles in their life just through a little conversation, whether it's at home or an outing. Um, I know you girls get lonely and the cell phone is your, you know, your line to the outside world. But can I encourage you to limit it to, you know, have certain times, Mm. half an hour, maybe, or 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. Absolutely. And 30 minutes later, maybe. Or have a docking station where you, where it sits. It's hard because we want to pull it out and take pictures too. I totally get that. But your kids are lonely, too. Mm-hmm. When you're totally sucked in in another world on your phone, your kids are, especially the little ones, they are, 
Um, they're constantly looking up and seeing if you notice them, if you notice what they're doing. Babies. Studies have even shown that infants can feel anxiety. They can mm-hmm. release cortisol in their brains at the side of the phone because they know that the phone distracts their mother's attention from them. We're talking like little infants. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know how a little one will repeat something because he wants you to repeat say it. Yeah. He wants it confirmed. You know, do I have this right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And if a mom's on the phone, she's not doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he might be saying phone, phone, (laughs) you know, but uh, it's a lot easier for those conversations to come up organically when you're present with your kids and you're paying attention and don't, please don't take this as shaming at all. Don't, don't feel guilty. Um, you just move forward and make the best decisions day to day that you know how to make. But uh, it's a lot easier for these conversations to come up with your with your kids when you're engaged with them. And sometimes you might be trying to work part time and you have those boundaries. You you do what you got to do. But but the same goes for your kids too when it comes to tech because one of the best places for conversation is the car because mm-hmm. you're stuck in the same place, especially as your kids get older. And I can speak from experience because I had parents who were intentional with me. My dad used to drive me to school in the morning and sometimes I was tired and we didn't talk about anything, but sometimes conversations would come up. So I, I know it's tempting sometimes, you know, you've got those awesome minivans with the DVD players in them. Don't do it. Let the kids be quiet. Let them look out the window. Let them, well, quiet. I know some of you are laughing. Sometimes they scream, but, um, Sometimes Charlie and I have the best conversations when we're just driving down the road. Things pop into his little brain, and then he brings them up because he has the space to, and we're, we're in the van together. Mm-hmm. We're stuck there together. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's good for their brains to not be constantly entertained. There's no room for imagination to grow. So yeah. that's a good reason right there to not constantly put on TV and movies. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Um, I can remember taking walks with the girls and we'd see, you know, the beautiful autumn leaves and we could talk about how cool it is that God gave us different seasons in the world and, and mm-hmm. all that. But, uh, talk about when you guys uh, went to the zoo and okay. some of the conversations. Yeah, this just happened up. recently. I mean, the, once you have this mindset, you'll find that there are so many wonderful little opportunities during the day to work it in. We were at the zoo recently and the boys and I were looking at the hedgehogs and it had been a long time since I saw a hedgehog for some reason. They were much bigger than I remembered them being and their quills were much longer. And I, I was just, it it made me giggle to look at the hedgehogs. And of course the boys were laughing and, and pointing and talking excitedly. And I turned to Charlie. I said, Charlie, do you think that God likes to laugh? And he said, "I, I don't, I don't know. What? (laughs) And I I said, look at this silly animal. This is so silly. Why would God make this animal unless he really likes to laugh? I I think that God likes to laugh. Don't you think so? And then we talked a little bit about, Hmm. and you like to laugh. Don't you like it when I tickle you? You're like God. God made you like him. I bet God loves to laugh. Just little tiny deposits Mm -hmm. in their brains about the character of God. And, and helping them to grow in that mindset of just thinking about him and thinking about the world in this way. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. That's good. I love um, what um, some of you have done. I've I've seen one of my nieces do this, um, and I know you have done this a lot for friends, but like you have jars, prayers, and praises, and mm-hmm. and um, people that you love or are close to, and you can pull the name out of it, and let's pray for this person, and um, just talk about how you, you and uh, the boys pray regularly for some yeah. of your friends. Yeah, we... Yeah, we've got a, a little bit of a rotation going for for some people in our lives, and we have a very dear friend of mine that Charlie knows that we had been praying for for a very long time to get pregnant. I have several friends that have, you know, been Just so, mm. so wanting to get pregnant, and we've prayed for them daily. And this particular friend I found out recent, pretty, pretty recently. Um, she's doing a few months that she's pregnant. And, um, one of the things that I was excited about when I found out, I mean, there's the obvious excitement about, you know, the fact that, yay, you're pregnant, you have a little baby growing in there. But then my next thought was, I can't wait to go home and tell Charlie tomorrow when we have our circle time that Mm. God answered this prayer. What a cool Mm. conversation that we got to have, buddy. We've been praying for, this person to have a baby and guess what God did. Mm. There is a baby in her tummy right now. That's that awesome. was a very special moment for him to learn about. Oh, we prayed and God did it. That's so cool. I love that because people, they know um, you can be praying for. And this is even when your kids are in elementary school, you could have a prayer chart, you know, and, and, and incorporate it in your Incorporate it in your evening dinner prayer or something, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a meal or before bed that you pray for other people. Um, It's beautiful. And you teach them to even pray for things that are concerning themselves because you want to teach them dependence on God. Mm-hmm. So um, it it might be, well, I've got a big test tomorrow and I'm really worried about it. Or this person really hurt my feelings at school mm. and I don't know what to do. Well, let's pray about it. Mm. Um, so you really want to teach them a dependence on God in that. But um, yeah, the prayer and, and those conversations... Just beautiful way to really teach your kids spiritual things. Um, okay, you mentioned circle time a minute ago. I I'd like you to kind of explain Yay, that. Circle time. <laughs> um, this is probably most useful for kids before school. I mean, like under before they're the age of going to school. Yeah, right, right. right, right. Although there are there are <laughs> different ways to do this, but because it, it's had to change a, a little bit as our life has changed, as our kids have gotten older. But when George was still taking two naps daily, really it was born almost a little bit out of, out of a selfish desperation. When George went down for his first nap, I needed to sit and have a cup of coffee. Mm. So, and Charlie was just getting to the age where I'm sure everybody out there understands. (laughs) (laughs) I was not ready to play choo-choo trains yet. (laughs) I I needed to sit and have a moment of peace. I, my second child was colicky and he has never stopped being a screamer, even though he's 18 months old. So I am sure you can track with me here, but he's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) He, He makes up for it. Um, 
so anyway, Charlie was getting to the age where he was really old enough to to do a little bit of a regular devotional time. So it was about it was about this time last year Charlie was just shy of turning 3 and when George went down for his morning nap, I got my cup of coffee. I made Charlie his own little special hot drink which was cinnamon milk. I just warmed up some almond milk and put some honey and cinnamon and turmeric in it. And that was his little special drink. And we each had either a little snack or sometimes I would let him have a tiny little piece of chocolate. I normally have dark chocolate in the fridge. And we would pray. We would read our Bible story. As he got a little bit older, we also started doing um, the day of the week and and counting the day of the week on the abacus and incorporating just some other little routine things that because he's a preschooler, he he loves those routines. But the anchor was really that Bible story. And we used the Jesus Storybook Bible, which I hope that all of you who have small or elementary age children have, because it's so beautifully written. Sally Lloyd-Jones is the author. It's a little, it's a little bit for, um, until they get closer to three, there are a lot of words on a page. Let me put it that way. So, uh, longer attention span is required, but they're so well-written and each story really points to Jesus. So she ties even the Old Testament stories into Jesus. So that's our circle time. Now, as George has gotten older and he is, he stopped napping in the morning. Um, first of all, I mourned that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, duh. When am I going to get dressed? (laughs) Um, no. So we changed it. So now Charlie and I have tea time in the afternoon. When he goes down for his afternoon Yes, nap. the British tradition. We love tea in our house. We drink a lot of tea. So I light the candle. It's a special moment. And, you know, Charlie... He loves it. He loves it. He loves the routine of it. He knows that it's a special time. He gets a little bit of one-on-one. He loves the Bible stories. It's been really special for us. Yeah, even when they've been at other people's houses. Mommy, mm-hmm. are we going to have a circle time? Yeah. And, yeah, and so then I know Lauren, our middle daughter, who helped host the podcast for a while, she's incorporated circle time with Olivia. Mm-hmm. and um, They have some other cool books that they used to. But um, as you did circle time, you also, n- not always difficult and not every time, but mm-hmm. you incorporated some creativity or crafts um, mm-hmm. into it and uh, share yeah. a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I don't have, I have a child who doesn't love to craft, which is a little sad for me because I love to craft. I have a little boy who doesn't want to sit still for a terribly long time. Um, but we've done some fun things along the way just sometimes to go along with the Bible story. You know, we've made a little lion's mask out of a paper plate and tissue paper for a Daniel in the lion's den. One thing we did that I really loved, we did at Valentine's Day last year, steal this one. We got a few different sized pictures and we were practicing our cutting. So we cut out little hearts. You know how you fold the paper in half and you do the half heart shape. Charlie was practicing his, his scissor holding. And we had a big picture with a big heart and then a a medium cup with a medium heart and a little cup with a little heart. And we said, okay, here's our big picture of water. This is God. God pours his love into your heart. And we had one that was Charlie. He pours his love into your heart. And then what can you do with the love in your heart? You can pour it into somebody else's heart. And then he would pour it into my cup. You can pour your love into my heart. Is the love all gone? Nope. 
God fills it right back up. And he poured more water out of the pitcher. That's he good. loved doing that. He loved, of course, practicing the pouring. Mm-hmm. But he also loved explaining it as he went along. And when daddy came home, he wanted to explain the whole thing to him. Yeah. It was very sweet. That's very cool. Yeah. And one time they FaceTimed us and they had made one of the puppets. Oh, little Jonah puppets or David and Goliath. Goliath Yeah. Little stick on a stick. Uh Nothing fancy. Yeah. So, but. You know, if you want a little help for your creativity, you know, you can always Google Christian preschool ideas. Pinterest. Yeah. That's what Pinterest is made for. Yeah, you don't have to make it complicated, but it's it's really makes it fun to have every once in a while a craft or make the story creative. Sometimes you almost... It's helpful almost to think like a teacher. A teacher will lesson plan the night before or lesson plan for the week. Sometimes it's nice to just the night before, I know there's other things that you want to do, but take even 10 minutes, get on Pinterest and come up with an idea or two for the next day or the next week, just an option of something that you can do. And sometimes that can make your whole day. Yeah, that's a great idea. So um, you guys do it. Do you guys do it every day or once once a week? Circle time? Yeah. We used to do it really faithfully every day, and now that's just not the case because there are so many things that I have to try to get done while George is asleep in the afternoon. But we try to do our tea time, circle time, at at least every other day, I would say we get to it. Yeah. Sometimes we try to read the Bible story in the morning when George is awake. It's just hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. We're not, you know, legalistic about it. We just, yeah, we do the best we can. Anyway, do what you can do. And then just start with that and see what happens. But anyway, um, you know, having really Christian books, a lot of people do. They get some really cute ones and or Bible stories and, you know, in their library at home and whatever. But one resource to think about doing as your kids get a little bit older is a magazine. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, a magazine this day and age. It's fun to get mail. Yeah. First of all, especially for a kid. Yes. It keeps them off technology because when they're looking at this magazine that is made for them and they're reading it or there's an idea or crafts or a hero or written about, Mm -hmm. we used to get um, the girls focus on the family um, clubhouse or clubhouse junior magazines and they actually still sell them. So it's focusonthefamily.com. Um, they kind of brought them back a couple of years ago. Um, then when the girls became teenagers, we got them Brio magazine. And I remember loving it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can remember it vividly. And it, it was good. It encourages them that they're not alone being a teenage girl who wants to live for Jesus. Because oh my goodness, there's a lot of other junk messaging out there. Yes, yeah. 17 magazines. Oh my uh, gosh. No morals. There's there's a lot that's a mess out there. So put on your thinking cap, do some Google searching. Um, there's even more out there. There's one I, I just saw called Risen. There's one called Pockets. Um, just search. You'll, you'll find some cool magazines. And really, it's worth the investment. Your mm-hmm. kid's faith is worth the investment. So. Yeah. So think about that. So anything else that you want to um, share? Well, if if you want even more encouragement and ideas on this topic, there are two books 
in particular that I can happily recommend to you, The Life-Giving Home and The Life-Giving Table by Sally Clarkson are specifically around this topic of things that you can work into your daily routine. The Life-Giving Home actually goes month by month, so it has some seasonal ideas and some holiday ideas in there too. And The Life-Giving Table is specifically about how to capitalize on mealtimes to disciple your kids and build strong relationships with your family. They're, those are two great books. By Sally Clarkson? Sally Clarkson. Okay. Yep. All right. So um, we'll try to add references at the mm. bottom for any of these things that yeah. you can click on and check out. Um, there is a great mothering podcast um, you mentioned a gal that you listen to. Oh, regularly. Sally Clarkson. Yeah, so, she's okay. Oh my goodness, yes. It's she wrote I never, these, but you listen to her. podcast. I listen to her podcast. I never miss it. it. It just encourages me so much. She's got four grown children who she has a great relationship with, and all four of them are following Jesus. So whenever I find a person like that, I feel readier to listen to what they have to say. You know, because uh-huh. obviously they've done something right. So her podcast is called. Life with Sally. So you can find that on all of your podcast apps that you would usually use. Yeah, look for that. Anything to encourage you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Life with Sally is might be something. It's called, I think it's called At Home with Sally. At Home with Sally. Guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. But it's it's Sally Clarkson. Yeah, you can search for Sally Clarkson. You'll find it. Okay, yeah. It's great. Especially if you're in the season, you're in the thick of it with little kids at home right now. She's a great encourager. Well, first, I just want to encourage you all, don't stop. Keep your priorities straight. Keep your family in the front of your heart. Don't let everything else crowd out your family and Mm -hmm. their spiritual life. Have grace for yourself. And remember the scripture in Isaiah 40. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. This next part is for you. He gently leads those who have young. He's going to lead you, but he he gently leads you. That's so sweet. It is so beautiful. And to me, those who have young goes through high school, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) because you're raising them. You're training them. It is not um, for the faint of heart. No, it's not. So um, hang in there. We want to encourage you. Hopefully you got some nugget of our idea today. And um, just take anything here and just mm-hmm. tweak it for your own family or life. And just live for Jesus and pray diligently mm-hmm. for your family. Mm-hmm. So You're doing the most important job in the whole world. It's so Keep true. at it. Keep at it. Keep at you it. You can do it. Yes. So anyway, thanks for tuning into Momentum. I can't even say it, and it's my website. That's because my kids have worn you out. (laughs) So for more information, encouragement, check out Momentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com. Or you can follow me, Denise Harlow, on Instagram or Facebook. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.